Hey guys, it's Timmy, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Friday, and this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's news stories do go, we're going to break down the SmackDown roster, as we got some interesting news about the SmackDown roster from PW Insider. One WWE superstar underwent another surgery. Talk about AEW Collision, CM Punk, Matt Jackson, the best of the Super Juniors, and so much more. Because again, this is the Wrestling Wrap-Up. Every Monday and Friday, we bring you all the latest news in the world of professional wrestling. We wrap it up in one easy-to-watch video, so that way you guys don't have to keep clicking on a bunch of different things. You just stay here and you listen or watch or whatever. Because remember, this show can be consumed a myriad of different ways. You can watch on Twitch Live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. You can watch on YouTube, whether that's live or later, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or you can listen on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. All you got to do to get Prime Gaming is take your Prime Twitch Prime account. You take your Twitch, no, you take your Amazon Prime account, you take your Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember to head over to YouTube and become a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're getting the brand new Star Wars Jedi Survivor, trying to get into Lego 2K, Lego 2K Drive, Dead Island 2, or more, well, use this code right here, PW Unlimited. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're claiming the free games right now, which is not really a game, but it's more of a Sims 4 bundle, you get the Luxury Party Pack, you get the Fashion Street Pack, and you get the Jungle Adventure Pack, or... You're trying to get into that new season of Fall Guys? Use this code right here, P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D, at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code P-W-Unlimited at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases, whether that is on your PC through the Epic Game Store, or maybe on your Xbox, your Nintendo Switch, your PlayStation for Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rocket League through those launchers as well. But as far as the news does go, uh, Cuddy Flam says, did you get a new camera? The quality looks nice. No, I've had this camera for almost a year now, but I finally got my, like, it doesn't actually look much different than it has recently, but I do think that I've gotten my lighting dialed in perfectly now. Like, I think my lighting is where it really needs to be. And that's the whole thing. I could take this $400 camera and make it look like this. I could take my $150, $200 webcam and make it look close to this with proper lighting. That's the biggest thing when it comes to video. Lighting. Doesn't matter if you have a super expensive camera, whether you go and you get a, a 4K camera that costs you 
over a thousand dollars or you get a webcam like a, a logitech brio that costs less than 200 dollars. if you have proper lighting and know how to use proper lighting like see how there's no light shining on me from behind or i'm not behind in front of a window that's a big no-no that's a big no-no when you have a window behind you like some people do on some of their shows not going to name names it looks like garbage that's the one of the first things i've learned when it comes to lighting yourself on camera like this the light is not shining from behind i can show you an example of what happens when light shines from behind give me a second and i can pull up an image I can show you what happens because I've done it on purpose for photo shoots. This is what happens when you shine a light from behind. Purposely, like a bright light from behind. Um, I think it's on this hard drive. Give me one second. Well, here's one example. Not the best because I did edit this photo. A little bit to get the effect even better but i can show you another one here in a second but this is basically one of the things that happens when you light yourself from behind you get a lot of shadows on you you get dark from the front because like i can i can just do it right now watch watch if i were to take my light put it in Regular color mode. First off, that just looks bad. And look. Look. It just doesn't look appealing. It just all depends on lighting position. And this is not a good example because it's not a big light. It's actually a small light. But yeah. Just an example. Lighting is... When it comes to video work, lighting is your best friend. Trust me. I did a photo shoot last night with two people for like five hours and it was half of it was dialing in the lighting because it's like, all right, you're sitting here. you move, And when somebody moves, cause you're doing a photo shoot and I had a kid and an adult. So you have to set all your lighting for the kid. So you just, you aim it down for the small kid. Then you got to readjust and move it and set it up for the adult. Then it's even more difficult when you got the kid and the adult and you let them both. It's yeah. The lighting is king. And I think the only thing I haven't gotten, and I think I'm just going to say screw it, the shadow coming off the hat. There's nothing I can do with that. The one thing I could do is put another light right here under me. Very, 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 very not bright. But it's whatever. I've gotten over that. Just the bad thing is wearing glasses and I go like this and you see the eyes. I can raise my lights up so I don't get that. Then the shadow from the hat's going to get even worse. So. Yeah, there's a little half-ass masterclass on, on lighting and stuff. But as far as news does go, hop in and talk about some wrestling. So the first story that we do have for you guys pertains to the SmackDown brand. And this does come from Mike Johnson over at PW Insider as he does write the following. There's been a pitch to turn Asuka heel on SmackDown, PW Insider has learned. There was talks of her versus Bianca Belair again at Night of Champions. 
Uh, as WWE heads into the first post-draft edition of SmackDown tonight, PW Insider has confirmed the following company in- has confirmed the following company's internal death chart listing for the top baby faces and heels on SmackDown pertaining to the men's roster. When it comes to baby faces, and this is in no particular order, I don't think. We've got Edge, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar. Those are considered the top baby faces on SmackDown. When it goes to heels, it's Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Austin Theory, Karrion Cross, LA Knight, and Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller is actually considered one of the, let's see, top one, two, three, four, five, six. One of the top six heels over on the SmackDown brand, which that's what I would do. I'd make him one of the top heels. I would have him, after all, not tonight because Austin Theory is tied in with the um, world title tournament. But honestly, I think um, Grayson Waller would be a great opponent for Austin Theory, if not somebody to take the U.S. title off of Austin Theory. Um, no. Kervin says next Miz. Oh, no. He's already surpassed Miz as being better than Miz because he can go in the ring way better than the Miz. He can talk as good as the Miz. Like, I think their talking is similar, but I think Grayson Waller is way better in the ring than the Miz. Weather support from PW Insider does continue by stating, unlike previous drafts where free agents were immediately assigned to WWE brands internally, we're told that currently none have been, in part, to leave the talent open for wherever WWE Creative Direct... Mm, that's something covering my screen. For when wherever WWE Creative dictates they need them going forward. We are told... Uh, we are told a number of SmackDown talents have travel issues, had travel issues last night getting to Kentucky. So that's not good to hear as well. Don't know if that's been cleared up this morning or even this afternoon because it is afternoon now because we're doing this show late. But so that is something to keep an eye on. Four things have been announced for SmackDown. We'll talk about that later. And yeah, here we go. So again, uh, AJ Styles being a babyface confirms, which we knew the OC are babyfaces. And Sheamus, babyface, which means brawling brutes, babyfaces. Still no change there. Bobby Lashley is a babyface. He's been kind of back and forth over the last couple of years. But interesting that they list Roman and Solo on here, but not the Usos as top heels. So I wonder where the heel, where in the pecking order, I guess you could say, the Usos lie when it comes to the heel side of things. Or, or, or are they going to turn them babyface? I don't know. Speaking to somebody that in WWE has been a heel, been a babyface, been a heel, been a babyface. Well, that's Robert Roode. Robert Roode hasn't been seen on WWE television in quite some time. Like, quite some time. Robert Roode had his last televised WWE match. Over a year ago. The 2022 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. On SmackDown. The last match match he had. 
was a live event match where he lost to Omos on June 25th, 2022. Now, we know that Robert Roode has had some neck surgery over the last year, and it looks like Robert Roode has undergone yet another within the last five months. Robert Roode is back on the road of recover to recovery after undergoing a second spinal fusion surgery. Roode revealed in an Instagram post that he had cervical fusion surgery done on his C4 and C5 vertebrae. The surgery took place on Thursday, which was Roode's 47th birthday. This surgery does come five months after Roode had cervical fusion surgery on his C4 or C5 and C6 vertebrae. In the Instagram post on Friday, Roode stated that the surgery was a success and thanked the staff at Andrews Sports Medical and Orthopedic Center in Birmingham, Alabama. Rude also thanked his partner, Den uh, Denian, I'm going to butcher that name, for her support through what has been a challenging year for him. He stated, quote, Another trip around the sun and another trip to Birmingham, Alabama. By the way, to celebrate my birthday, LOL, had a C4-5 cervical fusion to go along with my C5-6 fusion back in November. Most importantly, it was a success thanks to the man himself, Dr. Andy Cordova, and the first-class staff here at Andrew Sports Medicine. Big thanks to, I'm going to butcher her name again, Danina, for being my rock throughout this entire process. It's been a challenging year, to say the least. Road to Recovery Part 2. So, yeah, hopefully he gets back soon. If he's had his second neck surgery now, who knows how long that's going to be till he can return, if he even does return to the ring. We don't know. Robert Root is in his 40s. And so, because Robert Root is 46. Ooh, I didn't think he was that old. I thought maybe like 43. Robert Root is 46. So his time in the ring is limited. He's getting up there. Yeah. You forget how late in the game he started with WWE. Like, he had that whole TNA Impact run where he was on top there for a long time. Team Canada, Beer Money, then World Champion Robert Roode, or Bobby Roode, whatever name he was going by at what point, what time. So, uh, we want to wish him a speedy recovery, but not too speedy to where he injures himself again. Yesterday was a big day for NFL fans. They released the schedule for the 2023-2024 season. We actually saw a few WWE superstars involved in some of these actual, I guess you could say, reveals. So the first one we're going to talk about here, once I get this off my screen because I have a notification blocking my screen, it says uh, WWE's Seth Rollins appeared alongside former stars Charles Tillman and Anthony Spice Adams, in addition to current players Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney, to announce the schedule for the Chicago Bears. The reveal of the 2023-2024 season for the Bears was not the only reveal that saw a WWE superstar involved. Similarly, The Miz actually appeared as a narrator in the Cleveland Browns animated wrestling-themed schedule video. Both Rollins and The Miz competed in the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament this past Monday, so they also have that in common as well. We all do know how much The Miz loves the Cleveland Browns, and we know how much Seth Rollins loves the daggum Chicago Bears as far as he has worn Chicago Bears ring gear, like themed ring gear, a couple of times now. 
But I thought that was something cool. Quick little quick note that, yeah, those two guys are recognized by the team as such big fans and celebrities that they use them to help reveal the, the um, schedule for the 2023-2024 NFL season. Now, as we hit our last WWE news note here, let's talk about who trained Bad Bunny. In a new interview, Brian Kendrick actually confirmed some previous reports that he was brought in by WWE to help ba- help train Bad Bunny ahead of his San Juan street fight last weekend at Backlash. Kendrick discussed the situation in a podcast appearance, saying that the reason was because he helped Bad Bunny train for his debut at WrestleMania 37. He said, quote, I think because of the comfort level we had built with Bunny and I, they requested me to come back for that. He said, later adding that he did not produce the match at Backlash. I think that was, according to Fightful, Jamie Noble. Actually, I could double-check that, just double-check. I believe Fightful reported Jamie Noble produced the actual match. Oh, Fightful got a new story up. Just posted literally right this second as I clicked onto them. Oh, it's nothing pertaining to anything. It's like a, a old story that they brought back, kind of. Um, Let's see. Backlash, 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 backlash. Well, here we go. So as far as who produced what match at Backlash. Sam Juan Street Fight. Yep, that was Jamie Noble. Uh, Kendrick would go on to state, I know Bunny put in a lot of training. He was training for months. I thought the match was awesome. This is not the first time that Kendrick has returned to WWE since being released in February of 2022 as he assisted in producing Ronda Rousey versus Shotzi at last November's Survivor Series as well as Ronda Rousey requested he be brought in to help her with her match. Now, if you remember, when Ronda was first getting into wrestling, to WWE and whatnot, she went to the Santino Bros school where Brian Kendrick trains and learned from him, and Natalia went out there and did some training with her as well. So, yeah, Brian Kendrick thought of as a really good trainer in the world of professional wrestling. As we kick it over, we got some AEW news to talk about as well. According to a report from Fightful, AEW could be making upwards of a billion dollars with their next deal with Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, All Elite Wrestling's growth since its inception has been noticeable year after year. After launching with only... Paper, with only pay-per-views planned, the company eventually announced a deal that would see them bringing pro wrestling back to TNT for the first time since WW, WCW exited the brand. In 2020, a four-year extension of that deal came at the end of the year. The extension pocketed the company $175 million with an option for another year at a, quote, significantly increased price. That brings up where we are today. With WWE or with AEW looking to sure up its next TV rights deal. Uh, FIFO first reported that with all the new deals that AEW is working on, there is a possibility that they could get upwards of a billion dollars with all of their different television deals and partnerships. 
Wrestling Observer is also stating and reporting that AEW and Warner Bros. Discovery are set to announce their new TV rights deal this coming Wednesday, May 17th, at the WBD Upfronts. The event will be taking place at the theater in Madison Square Garden, and as of now, there's no word on who from Warner Bros. Discovery and AEW will be attending. Also, as it stands, there's no confirmation on the length or amount of money attached to the new deal. Despite the lack of confirmation, a report from earlier today noted that there is a buzz that the new agreement could be worth upwards of a billion dollars and be spread out over several years. So not a billion dollars a year, but a billion dollars over multiple years. Kind of like what WWE is getting from Peacock. Um, in an interview with House of Wrestling, they stated that they were told by a source a few weeks ago that the new deal could be valued at a billion dollars, but was unable to actually confirm that figure by a second source, so they've only heard it from one person. Um, so yeah, with all the different deals that AEW is working on, everything coming together, they could be getting upwards of a billion dollars, which is crazy to think, like really Really crazy. But speaking of new deals and TV and this and that and announcements, Collision could be announced next Wednesday at the Upfronts. We have a little news on that show. Or I guess you could say some more news pertaining to Punk and the Elite and contracts and this and that. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter is reporting that Collision is expected to be announced next Wednesday as previously stated. Um, as far as Punk's return does go, the show is set to actually be announced for debuting on June 17th, live from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. The episode looks to be titled, quote, The Second Coming, and will feature the return of CM Punk. Punk's return to action isn't without controversy, though. Following his scathing AEW all-out media scrum and a fight backstage between Punk, Ace Steel, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and maybe others, probably not. In the months since, Punk and the Elite have not appeared to be in contact at all, and no apologies have been exchanged. It was noted in today's report by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, however, that at least one of the participants in the fight, not CM Punk, is willing to issue an apology, but has yet to do so. More than one source believes, though, that Punk should issue the first apology, but he has reportedly also been told to not make contact with the elite. With this open wound not yet healed, it does not appear that there has been any movement in regard to contact contract negotiations between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, whose deals are said to be up towards the end of the year, if not in early 2024. Punk, on the other hand, looks to actively be courting more time on AEW television, and his value has likely been useful to Khan as Warner Brothers Discovery is said to have wanted him back on TV. There's a few things here. A, the episode might be called AEW Collision, The Second Coming, which is like the second return, the second big debut of CM Punk. And it's going to be just like when he debuted on that episode of Rampage, that first Rampage, from the United Center, Chicago, Illinois. Now, as far as who Punk may work with when it comes to debuting the Collision show and making his return to the company almost a year after being suspended, Eiffel is reporting. I'll give you one second. 
I had it. I had it. Now it's loading. Fightful is reporting that while there is some internal pushes to see Chris Jericho take on CM Punk, Punk is actually, actually angling for another match. And that is with Samoa Joe. Now, Joe hasn't really been on AEW TV recently since, well, since Revolution when he dropped the AEW TNT Championship, but has had a maintained presence, I guess you could say, on Ring of Honor Television as the World Television Champion. Now, the report states that Punk would like to work with Samoa Joe, but they haven't had it confirmed by AEW sources, but people close to the CM Punk side. Punk and Joe have wrestled a lot in the past, whether that is in PWG, whether that is in Ring of Honor, or whether that is even overseas in the UK. Punk and Joe had their last match against one another in August of 2005 when they were involved in a fatal four-way elimination match that actually saw Jamie Noble win the Ring of Honor World Championship. Prior to that, Punk and Joe wrestled in two 60-minute draws for the promotion Ring of Honor, and Joe holds two pinfall victories over the former WWE and AEW World Champion. So yeah, there we go. Punk would like to work with Samoa Joe upon his return to All Elite Wrestling. Now, when you talk about CM Punk and his return, as we talked about previously, you also got to talk about the Elite. There's one member of the Elite in Matt Jackson who's been dealing with an injury, yet seems like Matt has been cleared to go. Matt Jackson has been medically cleared to return following a partially torn bicep. Jackson suffered this uh, injury early on in the three-way trios championship match on the March 15th edition of AEW Dynamite. He then worked hurt through the remainder of the 21-minute match. Jackson would later reveal that he opted out of surgery and thought he would just train and rehab the injury so that way he's good to go for the Double or Nothing pay-per-view on May 28th. Surgery would have put him on the shelf for upwards of seven months. It is now being reported by Dave Meltzer and in this week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Jackson was cleared ahead of the May 10th edition of AEW Dynamite this week. Meltzer wrote, quote, Matt Jackson's recovery from a partially torn bicep has obviously gone quicker than expected. And with all the stuff he's done on television, you would think, well, not really getting it healed. He was actually cleared this week despite wearing the big arm brace on television. A few weeks ahead of the scheduled uh, AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view he wanted to be cleared for. There we go. It says that um, he was bumping and running the ropes in the ring before the 510 show and has done resistance training for a few weeks now. That's cool to see that Matt Jackson is cleared. Weird that he still still wore the big-ass arm brace on television this week. If he is cleared, shouldn't he not need it, if you know what I mean? Just saying. We got two more stories to talk about. And last night, New Japan's Best of the Super Juniors did kick off. And we do have some results from night one. Now, this is going to be something that we're going to, not going to re- like give you the results every day. But we will bring updates on the Monday and Friday wrestling wrap-up shows. So we will keep you guys updated every couple of days with new Results and brackets and and standings for the best of the Super Juniors. So as far as last night does go, in the A block, Speedball Mike Bailey defeated Hiromu Takahashi. In the B block, Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeated El Desperado. In the A block, Titan defeated TJP. In the B block, Robbie Eagles defeated Yo. 
In the A block, Leo Rush defeated Sho. In the B block, Master Watto defeated Francisco Akira. In the A block, Doki defeated Kushida. In the B block, Dan Maloney defeated Bushi. In the A block, Taiji Ishimori defeated Rajusuke Taguchi. And finally, in the B block, Clark Connors defeated Kevin Knight. As far as the standings do go, as we speak, the A block, we have a one, two, three, four, five-way tie because it's night one. Five-way tie with two points. Because remember, one win is two points. Like a pinfall submission win is two points. I think countout DQ win is one point. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's just like G1. But atop of the leaderboards and the, the blocks right now, we got Speedball, Mike Bailey, Teton, Leo Rush, and uh, Leo Rush, Doki, and Taiji Ishimori in the A block. With two points. And then leading the B block. With two points as well. Is Yoshinobu Kanemaru. Robbie Eagles. Master Wado. Dan Maloney. Clark Con and uh, Clark Connors. Everybody else. Don't got a win yet. So they got zero points. And there's no clear leader. Because again. Still only night one. The final news story we do have for you guys. This one I'm super excited about. Like I'm over the moon ready for this. Heels on Stars is finally got a release date for season two. Duffy Wrestling League is coming back. The Duffy Wrestling League hasn't been seen on Stars since October of 2021 when Heels aired its first debut season. For fans of the more dramatic style pro wrestling sitcom, kind of like Netflix's Glow, this show was a hit. And it was a hit with me. And in a new... Um, Deal released by Entertainment Weekly, they do state that the series will return on Friday, July 28th at 10 p.m. Now, this is a change because season one aired on Sundays. So this is a change from season one to season two. Entertainment Weekly has an exclusive first look at season two of the, of the stars show. It says, when we last saw Jack and Ace Spade, the brothers, the two Duffy Wrestling League stars were beating the living crap out of one another during a headline match at the Georgia State Fair. After Jack confessed to humiliating his younger brother by having fans throw packets of Kleenexes at him during a previous match, Ace began pummeling his sibling-slash-boss for real. Just as it looked like Ace was about to choke the life out of his brother and aspiring wrestler Crystal, played by Kelly Berglund, uh, Aspiring Wrestling Crystal, played by Kelly Berglund, jumped into the ring and saved the match, ultimately scoring the championship belt for herself, walking out the Duffy World Champion. This show, if you haven't watched Heel Season 1, go watch it. Find a way to watch it. Like, this show is great. You, you do need a Stars um, subscription, unless you know nefarious ways to do it, like I do, bootleg and everything. So, yeah. Heels is Freaking amazing. I'm going to rewatch season one before season two does come out. I believe season one was 10 episodes. Um, I believe so. Whoa, 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 whoa. So they've got some. Hold on. We're going to pull this up on the screen. These are new photos from season two. And why is freaking. Oh, my God. Why is he in a Duffy ring? Hold on. Hold on. 
Will these, will this, was, what, 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 what is going on here? Why is, why is Charlie Guy in, in a Duffy ring? Like, look, look hold on. Like, why is Charlie Guy, Michael Malley, in a Duffy ring? He's their competitor from Florida. They're from Georgia. He's their biggest competitor from Florida. Like, what is he doing in their ring? We have some other photos here as well. Showing off from season two. And there's the crystal character played by Kelly Berglin. And we do have um, Stephen Amell. And Molly, oh, what's her name? Molly something. She was in that, um, I know her mostly from that um, David Spade movie. Oh, what's the one? What's the David Spade movie that she was in? Oh, now this is going to bug me really fast. Um, I can't, Dickie Roberts. She was the mom in Dickie Roberts with David Spade. Uh, but her name is... Mary McCormick. I thought it was Molly McCormick. Mary McCormick. But yeah. So I'm super excited for... We got one more picture here. There's Ace Spade. There's Jack Spade. If you haven't seen Heels yet, go watch it. This is a show that you don't have to be a wrestling fan to love. I had a friend that I watched the first two episodes and go, Oh, you're going to love this. Watch it. She watched it. Fell in love. Watched every episode. Hates wrestling. Like, will not watch wrestling on TV, but loved the show because they made this show in a way to where like you have a wrestling heavy episode and then you go to the next episode and it's all about the family and the characters and less wrestling. Then the next episode, another wrestling heavy episode. And I liked the dynamic that they did there with season one. And also speaking of season one, CM Punk appeared in season one and apparently CM Punk and his real life wife, AJ Lee, will both be appearing in Season 2. Now, we knew Punk would be in Season 2, but it was revealed today that AJ Lee will be making a Season 2 appearance as well. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Heels, go watch it. This show is fantastic for both wrestling and non-wrestling fans. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up here, the wrestling wrap-up. Remember, tonight is Friday Night SmackDown, and four things have so far been announced for the show. Let's pull them up on the screen right here. Go to WWE.com. First off, we do know that Roman Reigns will be appearing on the show. We do have a potential spoiler video up on the channel right now, PW Unlimited, on YouTube, as far as plans for Roman tonight and for Night of Champions. So I'm not going to say it here, but if you want to know what that is, go check the video that we posted earlier today. Then we have the tournament matches. We got AJ, Edge, and Ray in one. We got Theory, Lashley, and Sheamus in the other. And finally, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships will be on the line. Remember, Kel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan defend against Damage Control's Bailey and Dakota Kai. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you for joining me here, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, and podcast uh, platforms all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we'll be back tonight for Friday Night SmackDown, so we'll see you then. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.